another bonus episode. Now, I enjoy experimenting in these bonus episodes, and today I'm going to try something new. It will be, I guess what I'm going to call, a guided imagery of a famous painting. I've selected a famous painting, and what I'm basically going to do is look at it very closely and describe what I see to you, so that the big picture of it, but also, I think most importantly, the little details in the painting. And what I want you to do is just to close your eyes and try to visualize these details as I try to repaint this in your mind. And I, I will probably also share my thoughts and feelings about details or aspects of the painting. It, it won't be any type of real academic analysis because I'm, I'm not an art scholar. I'm, I'm more like an art dunce. So all I can do really is just share whatever thoughts and feelings that the painting inspires, which, of course, you and most people would say is the real purpose of art. Uh, let me first start with some, some basic facts. I said that funny. Some basic facts. Facts. Let me start with some basic facts about the painting. And so I got these facts from Wikipedia. I haven't even told you the name of the painting yet. Are you excited? The painting ups. Well, I guess it's in the name of the podcast episode. So, yeah, you probably already do know it. <laughs> anyway, the painting is the birth of Venus. It was painted around 1480 by the Italian artist Sandro Botticelli. The general scene in the painting is considered a traditional scene from Greek mythology. In the center of the painting is the newly born goddess Venus standing nude in a giant scallop shell. On her left, there's a person holding another person. So it's believed to be the wind god Zephyr holding the nymph Chloris. Chloris is a flower nymph who, in 
some versions of mythology, is married to Zephyr. Right on the right side of Venus is another single person, and that's believed to be Flora, who is the Roman equivalent of the Greek flower nymph Chloris. Or it may be someone different, or a different god or goddess. The other theory which I think makes more sense, because when I describe the picture to you, I'll probably say why, but the person to the right of Venus may be the Hora of Spring, which is or she is one of three Greek minor goddesses of the seasons and other divisions of time. And she is also one of the attendants of Venus. So that makes sense. You can also see some land in this painting, and that's believed to represent either the island of Scythera or the island of Cyprus. Both of these are Mediterranean islands that were regarded by Greeks as the territories of Venus. So that also makes sense. So here's the strange thing to me about this painting. Even though the title is The Birth of Venus, that may not have been the original title back in 1480 or so, because that title was given to the painting in the 19th century. So this scene is not believed to technically be the birth of Venus, but it's the next scene in her story where she arrives on land. I think that's important because when you know the title and you start to think about the meaning in the painting, then you might, or I might, attribute, attribute meaning about a birthing process to this painting when that wasn't the intended meaning because the painter did not name this painting The Birth of Venus. So, it's good for me to know, so I'm careful about that interpretation, at least as intended by the painter. Let me now get to this, I guess I'm calling it a guided imagery, as I describe to you the, the details, but also what I see and what I feel and what I think when I do look closely at this painting. So I'll start first with Venus. She is clearly the centerpiece because she's the center of this painting. She is standing on this very large 
of a scallop shell. So the equivalent size of this scallop shell is almost like a small bath. So it's that large. And the scallop shell is just kind of sitting and floating on water. And she's almost about to touch land. So if she took a step off the scallop shell, stepping forward towards me, the viewer, she would be able to step right onto the land. Her weight seems to be mostly placed onto her left leg, and her right leg is lifted up slightly, which to me does make me feel like she's about to step onto land, that her left leg will stay on the shell, and her right leg is about ready to swing onto the land, and she's going to step onto the land. Her upper body to me, though, says something different. She's not looking at the land, she's not looking down, and she's not looking at me, the viewer. She's looking kind of down and to her right, which would be a different direction than if she was going to step onto land. Her facial expression is, it's calm, it's neutral, and because her head is, is tilted, you know how you kind of tilt your head to the side when you're thinking about something, or maybe trying to express empathy with your body language. That's how her head is. It's, it's tilted to the side with this calm look, and to me, it feels like she's being contemplative, like she's thinking about where she's just arrived to. But she's not about to step off the, the scallop shell. Her, her hands also kind of more so indicate this thoughtful state rather than this I'm about to step onto land action. up high on her chest. It's more like when you, you put your hand on your chest and when you've seen or thought of something that maybe shocks you in a positive or negative way, but because her facial expression is so calm, I think it's just almost like subtle appreciation, like she just seems grateful and in very slight awe of where she's arrived to. 
She has very long hair. It looks like her, her hair would go down to her knees, except her left hand is kind of holding the end parts of her hair in front of her, her private area. I don't really give that much interpretation. I see that more as a way of the the painter covering up her private area for the purpose of public viewing. But maybe there's supposed to be some deeper meaning there. So when I look at her entire body language, I do see someone who's almost about ready to step onto land, but before doing so, is feeling this, this positive feeling of appreciation and gratitude. Whether it was because they're happy the journey's over, because she has just arrived through this landmass, or she's gratitude where she's arrived to. I can't see what what she's looking at. All I can see is that there are some, you know, in swamps where they have like cattails and reeds with cattails like in wetlands. So I can see that is within her gaze. And so that's just telling us, or telling me, that there's land there, but I don't see anything else of what she's looking at. I do see more of the land in the direction that she's not looking. So as I look at the right side of the painting, I see several trees. I guess as a viewer, that just makes me feel like whatever land she's arrived at must be bountiful because there are these large trees with lots of green leaves on them. So it gives me a positive feeling that this is a nice place with shade and perhaps trees that bear fruit. Now there is something about her that concerns me a little bit, is that because she's standing on the very front of this very large scallop shell, the physics of it seems to me that if she doesn't step on the land soon, then her weight on the front of the shell is going to flip that shell up. So there's almost like this action of, and maybe that's, now that I think about it, maybe that's what's happening, is that during her journey, she was standing in the middle of the shell. Then when she arrived to land, she stepped on the front of the 
paused initially to look at the land and have appreciation for it. And then maybe the back of the shell started raising up because so much of her weight is on the front of the shell. And so even though she's still in her gaze, her right leg is now lifting up so that way she can immediately step forward before the shell does flip up. I don't know. I, I like that interpretation. and It also explains why she's not standing in the middle of the shell. So I do get this interesting contrast that her upper body is passive and calm, but her lower body almost has this kinetic energy to it because of what could be happening with the shell and her weight and her stepping onto land soon. Alright, so all of that for the most part describes the very middle and center of the painting. Now I'm going to look at the left side of the painting. And what it shows is there's a man who I know from reading the summary is the god Zephyr. And he's floating or flying in the air and he's holding a woman who I also know from reading the summary is the nymph Chloris, who's a flower nymph. And so I guess those two are married. Now, I, I didn't really talk much about the fact that Venus in the middle is completely nude. I, I did mention that when I first described the painting, or when I first introduced the painting. But now, it does stand out to me more, because the two individuals on the left, who are kind of flying, they're also nude, except they have a sheet kind of wrapped around parts of them, and then the third individual, sorry, the individual on the right, who I'll get to shortly, is fully dressed. So, I, I didn't really process those three different um, levels of clothing until right now. And clothing isn't the right word, but is a better word because Venus doesn't have any clothing or cloth. The two individuals on the left have a large piece of cloth that's kind of draped around them. They each do. And then the person on the right is fully clothed in a dress with sleeves and fully covers up that person. So, anyway, I, I 
just noticed that. So let me get back to the two individuals who are on the left side of the painting, but they're on the right side of Venus. Maybe that helps or confuses you more. So the Zephyr, the male god, it looks like he has these large wings attached to his back, which explains why he's floating or therefore flying in the air. This guy looks like long brown hair. There's a a blue cloth that goes across his privates and then kind of goes a little bit then behind him, comes back up under his chin, and then it swoops down and kind of ducks underneath his right arm. So what you can see of him not covered by cloth is you see his right shoulder, his chest, his stomach, his legs, and his right hand, and his left hand. Now that's him in the air, but he's holding his, I guess his wife, who is the, the nymph, Chloris, and she, he's kind of holding her, almost like you'd hold a, a very large baby on your hip. So she's kind of sitting on his hip with her arms wrapped around his lower torso. So that way, I do get the sense that she's secure, like she's not going to fall off. And then her legs are slightly wrapped around his upper portion of his legs. She also has a cloth that is draped a little bit more like a toga. You can see it's knotted on her left shoulder and it covers, it's covering some of her back and it's covering half of her front, meaning one side. Now, the big question with pretty much the easy answer is, what are they doing there? Like, why is there a, a winged god holding his wife, flying or floating next to Venus? And as you look at this, it's easy to understand what his purpose has been. Because he's the wind god Zephyr, you can see his mouth is blowing air at Venus, and you see the wind stream coming out of his mouth. So, it's now obvious to me, the viewer, that his role has been to get her to the land. He's been with her for the whole journey and is providing the wind that pushed her across the surface of the water for 
however long her journey was. Now, why his wife came along, I'm not sure. Maybe they're both going to help her settle into this new land. Because if his wife is a flower nymph, maybe she represents fertility of lands or something. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not an art scholar, and I'm not a mythology major, so I have no idea. Now, as I'm rambling about all that, I'm staring at the painting, and I just realized something that I didn't notice <laughs> until right now, which is so obvious. There's flowers all around the couple. So there's these kind of, they, they're almost like the shape of daisies, except they're slightly pink. And the middle part is a darker pink. And they all have a stem and like one or two flowers attached to the stems. So he is clearly providing the wind. And it seems like, I guess, flowers are either emanating off her, or they always surround her. And so maybe what she has brought is flowers, and therefore I guess maybe fertility of land. Poor Venus on her new land that she's arrived at. person on the right side of Venus, which is her left side. And as I'm viewing the painting, I'm now looking on the right side. And this is a woman figure in a dress who's standing on the land that Venus is about to step onto. And I know from reading the summary that this may be one of two people. It may be Flora, who is the Roman equivalent of the Greek flower nymph who was carried by Zephyr. And as I look at the painting now, the support for that could be that it looks like she has flowers as the print pattern on her dress, and she's also holding a cloth, which looks like it has flower patterns on it also. But in contrast to Chloris, the flower nymph on the other side of Venus, who has all these flowers just kind of floating around her, doesn't have any flowers floating around her. So I'm going to put more support for this other possibility that was mentioned in the summary. The woman on the right may be the Hora of Spring, who is the one of three Greek minor goddesses of the seasons in other divisions of time. 
but she's also known to be an attendant of Venus. And I like that possibility more because of what this woman is doing in the painting. She's standing on the land. She can almost touch Venus. And she's leaning towards Venus. And her right arm is raised up. And she's taking a very large cloth. And though when I first looked at this painting, it wasn't this obvious to me. But now it's so obvious what this woman is about to do. She's about to take this large cloth and wrap it around Venus. Because she may be, because Venus isn't wearing any clothes. And she may be getting cold soon. And that just seems like something an attendant would do. Is to make sure that they greet her, greet Venus as she steps onto land. And wrap her in this large cloth for, whether it's for warmth or whatever reason. So, I like that possibility. Now, although there's definitely a lot of meaning of mythology here, and there's story, and there's action, and there's great detail in the painting, as I, as I look at it right now and think about why do I find this painting appealing. It has a wonderful use of color. The woman on the right, her dress is mostly white, and she's holding a red sheet. And the cloth on the flower nymph on the other side is a green cloth, and the cloth on Zephyr is a blue cloth. And then the water behind Venus is a light green. And the tree in the land is more of a large green. And so I I find the the action in this photo and the use of, of color as interesting and soothing. Because the, the colors are calm and not bold. But they're subdued colors. And it's and I like the level of detail in this painting also. So that's that's just my um, guided imagery or really just I guess me rambling about what I see and think about in this painting. Alright. I think that's all I have to say. I hope you enjoyed this.